on uh, Bill O'Reilly says, F it, we'll do it live. Huh? I know. So let's camera back on. There we go. All right. Thank you. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the yard sign. Sorry, uh, just some bumps trying to get the show off uh, this uh, evening uh, here. Uh, although I uh, was uh, in a pretty good mood coming into tonight, given uh, the election results on Tuesday night. Um, as uh, there is much to celebrate here in Florida. Good evening. I'm Johnny Tor. As your host, as always, thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever, whatever you may be doing. So this is the yard sign. Uh, make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, whatever you got to do to keep in touch with uh, what we're doing here on the show. We appreciate you uh, for doing so. And uh, we continue uh, to be uh, committed to doing this show, uh, regardless of now living in one of the most Republican states in the, the uh, greater United States. Uh, and so uh, we're going to obviously do a lot of deconstruction of what happened on Tuesday. Um, but first, I do want to open the show with a quick uh, happy birthday to my daughter, uh, Valentina, who's celebrating seven years old tonight. Uh, and uh, if it wasn't because we had a major birthday bash over the weekend, uh, I can assure you we would not be here this evening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we did have a lot of fun and, uh, and looking forward to many, many more amazing birthdays with her as uh, she's uh, an amazing child and uh, and uh, just uh, uh, happy to do it you know um, so uh, let's get into tonight's topic Florida glowing red um, also the red ripple uh, that happened nationally we'll talk about why of course the media uh, is trying to undermine what actually has taken place uh, and Bitcoin crashing as uh, Nebel uh, is going to kind of uh, give us the breakdown on what in the world is going on with cryptocurrency uh, and FTX and all that uh, insanity. Um, joining us tonight, familiar face, you know, and I'll start the show off by saying this. I feel terrible because you came to my daughter's birthday party. You brought your entire beautiful family. <laughs> and it completely escaped me that we were celebrating Veterans Day as well. Was it Veterans Day? It was Veterans Day. <laughs> on the, oh, okay. On Saturday. Yeah, I, I try not to go out on Veterans. Well, just don't wear any paraphernalia, you know. You're you get, wearing you get, you get an Army out. green shirt with yeah. a flag on it. That's what it, he always it, wears. No, but it wasn't like an Army <laughs> shirt. That was like a, what was it? That was it's a grunt so, style. Was that like yeah, 1776 Yeah, because yeah, I was going the to the gym. Flag on the at sleeve. At some point in time where I came from the gym, I forget. Yeah. Probably came from the gym because yeah. I know that, and it's funny because I know you left to a you know uh I, I take care of some stuff at yeah, home yeah, right work to do, yeah. and then also the tennessee game was at one o'clock the tennessee game was at 12 o'clock 12 o'clock yeah and yep. funny enough as soon as you left the game was on all the screens at the at the skating rink the tennessee game yeah oh okay so you can well, stay hey, and watch i mean the you know when you're you know when you're uh what nine and one ten and one wherever we are now <laughs> i mean hey it, it, it happens. Well, you thank know. you for spending your Veterans Day with uh, my daughter and uh, with yes. your family, and and, and uh, we I all had enjoyed an, it. We had an amazing time, and uh, who doesn't want to hang out with seven year olds <laughs> and eight year olds? You know, on the weekend, especially when, especially when you're a guy and your favorite sports team is playing in like an hour. You're like, oh, you guys have fun yeah. skating. We did all of about what seven hours, I think, in total. Yeah, because uh, your wife's amazing like that. Yeah, y'all had a big party or something. Yeah, well, after the road, well, that was the thing. My there kids was like, didn't come home till dark. There was an after party. So we had oh. like the roller skating rink, which is where uh, you were yeah. until 12 o'clock. And then there was the after party, which was the pool party. Such a Hispanic. Which, like, you know, it's like, again, snacks, drinks, you know, 
a lot of uh, a lot of aquatic action. It seems very Hispanic. <laughs> no, we didn't have a bounce castle or a crazy clown yeah, go all out. magician. Yes, you did. Or, oh, that's right. We had the trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> the trash panda. <laughs> Sorry, the party panda. Oh, the party gosh. panda. Thanks yeah. to. Thanks to Astro Skate of Brandon. And we did. Yeah, we had yeah. a bounce castle in the middle yeah, of the skating rink. Yeah, they have rink. a bounce bounce house in the middle of the roller rink. Is yeah. that what you would call it? I yeah. guess so, yeah. The, they the have it in there. Rink. Yeah. Which is still nuts to me, though. But, I mean, it was awesome. Brings back memories of teenage <laughs> years, like the roller rink. They had know? bounce houses yeah. in the middle of the roller rink? In the yeah, middle they, of they the just, roller rink. They just have one sitting there in the middle. Which one was it? Was it the one in town and country? Brandon. Okay, send me the link. Oh, as just skated Brandon. Brandon. Never mind. We were never going to go. Yeah. My (laughs) wife said, my wife used to go there as a kid. I mean, that place has been there forever. My wife used to go there as a kid. Well, the lady. It was called something else, I think. The lady who taught the skating class before the party has been teaching there for 39 years. Oh, my gosh. She's been teaching there almost as long as, like, we've been alive. I feel like the skating ring was one of those hangout spots, kind of like the mall, the mall used to be. It was before right. the mall. It was mall. before the mall. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, before the, as the malls were coming around in the 80s and stuff like that, the skating ring was, was the place and then, um, and the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But that place still is right. like hopping on the weekends. That place is yeah. crazy busy on the weekends. Uh, we just were fortunate enough to be there early, so... But it was uh, a good time. Good time. <laughs> good times are around. Good times are Oh, Kimberly Davis is asking why she didn't get an invite. Oh, well, because uh, you're not seven, and <laughs> you don't have seven year olds. That's and offensive. <laughs> she might. She might. Uh, the bar was not open. <laughs> okay. <she wasn't> gonna <laughs> Best thing uh, about the, the the invites that you get as an adult vary based on the age of your children, right? Yeah. So then we're never getting invited. Until you get that awkward invited to the kettle, <laughs> where to the kegger. Right? Oh, that's right. Lauren's birthday was this weekend. Never mind. Oh, my God. Where were we this weekend? Let me, let me show we you. Were, what, we were do you Disney. want me to bring up your bank account? <laughs> God knows I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have been better off buying Disney stock than you would have been uh, spending all well, your money there this happy weekend. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, Enable, you exactly. got caught up in that crypto crash. Oh God, no! <laughs> I have been a you got caught up. In I've the been a good disciple of uh, you should know what you're buying before you yeah. buy it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that has been my staple yeah. since the beginning. Oh yeah. Anytime, anytime something's going on, like a new investment, I think about um, the interview that Warren Buffett gave oh, when, yes. when he was asked why he didn't invest during the dot com boom, um, and he basically said, "Because I I don't understand it." Right. He was just all the internet companies and people don't yeah. remember, like there were a lot of companies oh, that came gosh, out yeah. and oh, it was, yeah. and it was literally like, what are you doing? Uh, we're going to ship, uh, bananas, uh, you know, um, <laughs> down the river <laughs> using k- kayaks. It's like the new thing. It's uh kayak shipping bananas.com and, and like, guided kayaks and, and, and people would just invest, you know, right. people would just invest in it and it would blow up. And then next thing you know, it's like, what is, is this company? It is kind of weird what made it and what didn't because the, the pets.com remember that I was the big thought example. That was going to go. I yeah. thought that was going to make it and it didn't make it. At but all. then Mark Cuban's radio thing sold like for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, but, then, but then it went bankrupt too. No, well, right? after, after, sure, after, after he sold, right? Yeah. 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 He made the money because he sold during the boom. Yep. And then as it all 
whatever got competitors yeah, or whatever Yahoo happened. Yahoo was stupid well, with, the, with what they purchased and what yeah, they didn't purchase. Yeah, they, they purchased. Yeah, that's right. Yahoo bought it. What was the company? And I cannot remember the name, but for years, their little box trucks used to drive around Atlanta, but it was an Atlanta-based company and it was a grocery delivery service. They had a peach on there. I forget what it was called, mm-hmm. but it was a big to-do and it was grocery delivery. It, and they were, and they, they couldn't make the numbers work. Right. And eventually, Mm. and eventually some VC firm, you know, pulled the the plug. And I just remember their, their box trucks were like purchased by different companies and you could like tell that it was that company. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing about that though. It's just a lesson in being too early. Right. Because they were way ahead of the game. Yeah. Right. It just, it's just that back then people weren't interested in like having their groceries delivered. Like people didn't want to pay for that. Yep. Right. And, and now it's different, but anyway, Buffett, Buffett basically said, don't invest in something you don't understand. Yeah. Easy to say when you got like $50 billion, but, but I mean, well, but, no, but he has been saying that his whole life yes, and that's right. And most of his billions he's made like recently. So, but um, honestly, ever since I've been throwing play money into the stock market, um, I've kind of followed that and it's been fantastic. Like I got in at Facebook at a great price. I got in like a under 30 bucks mm-hmm. sold it at of uh, like about 300 bucks mm-hmm. um you know and and obviously meta now is is doing terrible right <laughs> and yeah. then well they had their run right you know they had their run yeah and- i mean and well another comp you know competition has emerged and you know and and, and, and money is no longer i don't, don't want to get off topic here but why why such the fall though i mean are they not still making generating lots of so, revenue yeah, I mean, ads, you, we can talk about we can yeah. talk about this in that they're section. just spending okay, too much money is what the problem okay. is yeah there's a a lot of so i didn't want to talk about this like in the starts <laughs> no <laughs> but all Definitely the all the major tech companies have started to announce this week that they will be laying off individuals um mm. a lot more uh, administrative and cor- or corporate kind of jobs that are being mm. eliminated Eleven thousand people uh, not many just engineering or science engineering wow. uh, uh, sites are actually saying that so elon started it elon started he stepped out in faith and fired some people and everybody else like oh good now let's start getting rid of some people well, i mean go back a month and even yeah. in our shows we were talking about amazon starting to lay off people starting to close you know future facilities you know or or not uh, or get out of uh, future agreements and yeah i think they're they all know i think they all know there's a crash coming and the crash is, is getting, you saw what, what was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. I'm not saying that a lot. <laughs> I think what needs to happen is that that new uh, genre of a lot of, a lot of, a lot of tech people were, were taking a lot of like that kind of, that industries, um, like free lunches and some of those companies were doing like free laundry services. There was just a lot of, of just perks that they're not going to get anymore. Those Twitter videos were those ridiculous. Things, oh my gosh. So they were, so Elon Musk made a comment about how mm. um, they were paying almost $400 per meal during lunchtime. And people were getting upset. Like, no, no, that's not true. But he's like, no, Q, uh, the HQ was like at 10% occupancy of people coming back. And yet they had a full staff when it came to meals. And they were like, some days there are more people making food than in the office. Like that's horrible wow. right, of a concept. Right. So I think, I mean, he's the one that kind of started the ball rolling. I love it. And I think a lot more people are going to go 
through that cycle is like, okay, this this needs to stop. These well, it was also the it. gluttony of Silicon Valley. Yep. Yep. You know, the fact that, you know, every office had to have like a play area and a gym yep. and yep. yoga yeah, classes these, these and a so smoothie annoying. shop and, yeah. you know. Yeah. so annoying. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, why wouldn't you just live it's, there? Which is what they want. It's like how colleges attract young kids now, right? Like, yep. forget, forget the classrooms and like academics. Like, we don't even talk about that. Let me show you the pool. Let right. me show you. Let me show Brand you new the, apartments. Yeah, let me show you the beach walk-in oh, yeah. pool with fountains and yeah. all that. And that's it's where like, all the money. That's where all the money went. Yeah, that's where all that money's yeah, going. Yeah, here's the yeah. tan and pahoos and stuff. Don't you want to go to college here? It's that's like, going to be the next big crash. Is, uh, college, college, it needs, colleges it, and universities. It, it needs it to. Needs well, to. you know, it's the <clears> it's the it's the throughout throughout any type of like downturn or disaster or whatever. There's always some positives that come out of it, and when the economy. We are in a recession. We've been in a recession. And when these things happen, um, you know, it exposes bad business models and yep. it exposes bad behavior or just um, people that were taking things for granted. Money dries up. Mm -hmm. People aren't as willing to invest. Next thing you know, wallets tighten up. People start making decisions. And as you can see, people get laid off. And quite mm -hmm. frankly, these, you know. Meta's probably not going to even notice those 11,000 people. And that no. sounds crazy because <laughs> 11,000 people is a lot of people. It's like fourth. But, I think but, it's like 4% of their workforce. There you go. They're not even going to yeah. notice it. Is that is they won't what, even notice how it. many people again? 11,000 is that 4%. They wait, won't wait. notice it. I think the better, better question is how many people are actually on Meta right now that they're firing? Because there was a whole article talking about how the majority of people that were working at Meta don't even use the platform. Well, you're talking about you're talking about Oculus, right? Yeah. You're talking yes. about the VR, yeah. yeah. And that was the thing; they couldn't even get their own employees to adopt the very technology that they were spending nine billion dollars on, which is what they lost on on Oculus? on, on v, yeah on mm -hmm. on research and development of Oculus. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and so while this is kind of like. Zuckerberg's kind of big moonshot. And he apologized. Um, he apologized for it. You know, yeah, like they've they've spent nine billion dollars and they can't even get their own employees to use it. Really? Uh and so obviously they, they have a lot to, you know, go back to the drawing board with and mm. and figure out, well, what, you know, how can they stay a market leader in the social media space? People don't realize that there's a lot of companies that, you know, do not exist today that were yeah. the company. You know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, 40 years. Well, that's ago, the thing. Ago. I mean, like, honestly, Facebook has already outlived MySpace. Yeah, they're coming into let's see, oh seven. So they're probably like 15 years in. Yeah. Um. So they've already outlived MySpace by about five years. Yeah. Yep. So if they can make it another five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll have been around for about two years. about yeah. two generations. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time. You know, which again, this all the social media state space is still very, very new. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think about it, I mean that's still a very young company. A but they have they have such market share though, right? Like don't they have right. like don't they have something like uh, one and a half billion people or something on the that's platform? why i don't think i think we're close to two it's, but yeah, yeah. But that's why i think the facebook situation is something I mean, different a people. than a lot of other people talk about because i think facebook is gonna it's becoming so inter 
in, into what's it called? Intertwined. Uh, not even intertwined, but a fundamental when it comes to uh, online and and having a platform and having that platform be able to be on different platforms. So I think that's something that's going to stay on. Again, that what other market gives you an opportunity to market to a billion people? Like not many at yeah. all. Hence why advertisers are still going to go there no matter what. That's why people like, oh, we're going to get off Facebook. Those people always go back or like they don't really, they just deactivate. They don't get rid of Celebrities it aren't leaving Twitter. Like they say, they like they're not. They're I'll leaving. Say, they're leaving Twitter like they were going to go to Canada. Well, right? we need we need to get back on topic. America but I need to get back on topic. I am going to say this about Hi, Twitter. Amanda, congratulations on your win, by the way, on your candidate's win. Uh, I am going to say this about Twitter. If you are a business owner, mm-hmm. um, right now is the time to advertise on Twitter because you're not going to get better conversion rates, traffic, eyeballs, impressions, whatever your metric is, you're not going to get better metrics on Twitter than you are right now. Why do you say that? Why? Because so many advertisers have jumped oh, ship. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh. much of the especially at okay. the big level, all the big corporate money right now is as out of the game on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So those impressions, those conversions are all going to be super cheap. Also that they can be cool and be like, yeah, we're leaving Twitter. Oh yeah. We're well, leaving. it's a total, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's just a PR move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stupid. But Elon posted, I think today he posted the average users daily it's and up. it's just skyrocketing. It's up. Yeah. It's insane. It's, how it's, much? It's because of the drama. Well, or so all of last week, I because, that, or because he, he opened up a bunch of accounts and right. No, and I think he's, and, and then he's relaxing, you know, some of the, the some of the policies, you know, uh, I think part of the drama is part of the draw, you know, it's just a, you well, know, Johnny, you saw all of last week, especially after the election, it was nothing but, Oh, Elon Musk kills Twitter in two yeah, days in right. one week and all the negative publicity. And now this week is like, there's something else happening. And so everyone's on Twitter because that was the only place that you yeah. could get actual information in regards to what was happening. I've never understood. I've never understood the desire to suppress your own audience. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've never understood that. And, and, you know, you have to believe that even if somebody's a very left business, left wing business owner, you know, they didn't become and run a business or create a business by being stupid. They have to they have to have some real competencies to, to build organizations like that. And I'm like, what's the strategy by kicking people off? Like, but, where does that yeah, end? Yeah, like, right. it but the just, last, it doesn't, it doesn't the last users, CEO yeah. wasn't the one that created and, Twitter, nor was he the one that like generated growth. He's just, he was a corporate person and they brought him in because they thought that he could be a good administrator and he was, he was driving now, the company but, down. But the new and, CEO and then, from the beginning had a very liberal agenda. Yes. Um, and it was yeah. well documented yeah, because he, he was yeah, not he shy about it. He flat out said, there's no freedom of speech and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And I'm not, getting into that constitutional thing because it's a private company, but, um, but, but they were blocking people saying that it was because of the content of those people's speech or that they were putting out things that weren't true. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin has a Twitter account. Ayatollah Khomeini Mm -hmm. has a Twitter account. I'm like the Taliban has a Twitter account. It's like, what's the standard again yeah right and exactly what, what and exactly depend- is and that was the thing is like depending on what country you were tweeting from that's whose standards they were adhering that's to that's horrible you know that's which right. is, yeah of course but, absolutely and then regardless of what you think about them a former president of the united states yeah. can't be on twitter not only that and, the fact I mean, that everything that has now been proven right about what was declared misinformation during right, COVID. That the government was involved. Oh, yeah, like how many uh, people oh, got oh, banned? We're talk- yeah, we're talking about COVID now. Yeah, all of the stuff that they did during COVID basically, 
you know, it's, it's crazy when the conspiracy theorists become like the same people. Yeah. You know, remember when, if you said that COVID originated most likely through government mis, uh, mishandling of, of research in yeah. China, you were called a conspiracy theorist, misinformation, disinformation, whatever you want to say, and, oh, and racist, right? Yeah. And you got canceled because, of course, it came from a bat. And, and, you know, in a, in a market. Right. And, and which ironically is kind of racist really and stereotypical when you, when you think about it, it's, it's, I mean, they, they, they might as well have just said, oh, it came from, you know, some cat, uh, you know, cook, you know, cat that was used as uh you know, meat in some dish or whatever, you know, they might as well have said something crazy like that. But, um, but then the, cons- the supposed conspiracy theorists end up being right. That of, yeah. cor- that of course, of course, it was a virology lab that that had improper Shock- protocols well, and, and you it can't got undo. out. I mean, now, now you can't undo what's been done. Yeah, right? yeah. because yeah, you've banned so many yeah. people, you've censored so many people, and again, all those who people wants that to got be- fired and now they got their jobs back mm-hmm. from the people that got right. fired that got their jobs back. All the nurses that got fired because um, they didn't want to take the jab at the hospital, and now the hospitals aren't even like acting like. They're basically like, well, yeah. Now, but the beauty of this now is that now there are they're lawsuits. Not, they're not wearing there are masks. lawsuits that are coming now. Yeah. And people are having to pay out because the city of New York is having to pay out. Yeah. The state of New York is having to pay out. If you did. Because they fired so many people. And at the end of the yeah. day, the judge was like. And they're all getting back pay. Yeah. The ju- exactly. He's got a big vacation. Exactly. Huge and, vacation. Yeah. And, such, and they and, would rather pay the fine and pay them back and not hire them back because they still don't want to be seen as being wrong. They don't want to, they don't want to be wrong. They can yeah. blame it on a court decision. But I mean, even remember, there was a time when people were saying with a straight face with a straight face that three masks would be like really good oh yeah that's how that works right? no right, we it, were was, like it was on, it was <laughs> they were saying it on tv okay. they were like right. three we, would he be we, better we, we, it's too far <laughs> <laughs> too far that's how stupid so it sounds back now to the, speaking uh, of trying to put things back in the can Jonathan. let's uh get uh go back through tonight's topic to remember <laughs> what we were going to talk about florida glowing red i mean glowing bright red red the red Blood ripple red. across the country um in terms of the midterm election and then we're also going to talk about Bitcoin crashing. Um, and uh, and so let's get into Florida glowing red. I mean, there's obviously a lot of surprises. We don't want to alienate the people who are not in Tampa Bay too much. But there are some glaring examples of how crazy this election was here locally. We'll get to those in a minute. But even statewide, you know, I think one of my favorite stories uh, coming out of all this is Corey Simon, who has been elected to the state Senate here in Florida. Um, a, a, a city that, I mean, a district that has not been represented by a Republican since reconstruction. And he's a black Republican. Since we, yeah, since we and, forced the Democrats to get rid of their slaves. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and so here we go fast forward. And, and, and again, I mean, unfortunately, I think, at the macro level, you know, we saw what could have been a red wave here in Florida. Red Florida absolutely had a red wave. Miami-Dade County went Republican. West Palm, I mean, sorry, Palm Beach County uh, went Republican. I mean, there are literally three or four little blue dots, as you can kind of sort of see here over my shoulder, that, you know, 
stayed blue in all of this. And honestly, I mean, the architect of all this is Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I mean, he personally redrew a lot of the, the, the lines in the redistricting mind you. It's it, the, the masterful part about all this is the fact that he was able to redraw the lines and have it hold up in court. Yes. So the lines are fair, according to the Supreme Court. Um, State and, Supreme Court. And the fact that he was able to, you know, just have this this whole backwind, yeah. you know, to carry I mean, candidates that we were talking about before the show, nobody's ever heard of. Correct. No one, some of them barely spent money, if any. They paid paid the filing fee. (laughs) Right. Some people literally paid the filing fee. And they're now sitting in elected office. It's true. All across the state, that has been a thing. Yeah. All across the state. That's not just Hillsborough County. That's many parts of Florida where the the coattails of the governor's right race literally push them up to be able to win un unheard of uh, seats. And we're very surprised. We're very I mean, numbers are still coming out and everything else in regards to what happened in Florida. But the the wave definitely hit the shores of Florida and stopped right at the Florida Georgia line. Right. The, so the rest of the state just could the rest of the country could not get any kind of any kind of movement in that. But in Florida and in some like in Texas and some other places where you could definitely have seen the you saw the wave, Florida was one of the outliers that and it was it was it's deafening to see how good the governor and the senator's coattails really were the governor was it's plus crazy. 20 almost 20 points above charlie chris so then that tells you like charlie chris was a weak candidate at the end of the day in regard even though he has amazing yeah. retail politics uh, aspirations and then when it came to the senate race that i think uh rubio was what plus 16 at the at the end of it well and let me Is let me right? say this about uh about rubio's win because i think he was uniquely positioned where he actually benefited from both of the, the the two biggest stars in the Republican Party right now. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about him doing a rally with DeSantis here in Tampa Bay, and then literally that same week having a rally with President Trump down right. in Miami. Did he? Oh did yeah. He, did he? Oh he he was with Trump during. Oh yeah, that rally oh, in they, Miami. They didn't, they didn't joke about hands and feet and, so, you know, and everything else. <laughs> No, I mean, again, I mean, they put all that stuff behind them once Trump got elected and they actually, you know, worked together on a lot of foreign policy stuff. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in regards to Latin America. Yeah, I was going to say he thing. worked with Trump. Yeah. He helped him out on some stuff, I think. Um, and so I'm not cocktails, coattails. I I'm apologize. not saying <laughs> that, you know, Rubia didn't win his win. Because I think he, he would have won win. regardless. He was win, he played yeah. his cards but, very well. He played his cards yeah, very well. He was going to well. win. But what, have, win. what would have normally have been, let's say, a 5 to a 10-point win became, again, a 15 to 20-point win. Yeah. Wasn't he up? Wasn't Rubio up like six? And what, like, yeah. like, in the polling, you know, like, wasn't he like up like like, like six? Yeah, which right. which, which kind of sounded right. You yeah, know, you're that's like. normally you're like, what happens. Yeah, you're like, eh, he'll pull it out six to eight, right? right? The governor was hovering a little bit yeah. under around 10. Yep, and then uh, the, and then the senator was up around five. So we knew this was going to happen. We had no idea how big in of a, a deal it became. Yeah. In, in, in politics today, with as with as divided as the population is, if you win by ten points, I mean that's up. that's considered a landslide yeah, almost. It's a blow up. And it, I mean winning by twenty is like 
that's like that sounds like a gerrymandered district sure. like that yeah. doesn't even make yeah. sense right so it's just and astronomical it's, it, and it's incredible when you look at you know this he map had to get dims he had to get some yeah. dims voting for him no i mean he absolutely or, did i mean look, so many mpas i mean he had to rubio won miami miami-dade county yeah collier county Orange but county. he did Holy not crap. but he did not win right he won orange county which is a huge and win for him uh, and he won hillsborough but he did not win broward and palm beach county okay um whereas if we scroll up and i know again for the people watching on uh, youtube right now this was probably hard to see yeah. the governor uh, won palm beach county did not win broward but he won miami-dade county right in you know what i mean and so it's one of those where I think, again, in certain counties, I think that's where Rubio benefited from being close to Trump or being close to DeSantis, depending right. on what county that was. Right. Um, but for him to pick up, um, you know, to pick up Orange County, you know, to pick up some of these panhandle like around Tallahassee, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, Tallahassee itself looks like it stayed, uh, stayed, stayed blue. But it's it's one of those things where. It, it's it's pretty crazy that uh, the the you know the the governor was able to win by you know I mean again nobody could have predicted that it was going to be that big a win um, because yes. it wasn't consistent historically and so and nobody talk, but let's talk about since, the polling the well, so since, why so well, why, since the Bush why administration do you think a, why do you think it was such a big win I think it was the it was the depressed vote of the Democrats I don't think a lot of, a statewide I don't think a lot of Democrats came out to vote or if they did come out to vote they voted down the other ticket and so i think that's probably where you see the absolute absolutely monstrous think, kind of so do you um, think for democrats margin. there was just nobody for them to vote for i mean would you have voted like, for what, like, for, what would like, be the reason why you vote for charlie chris what were the reasons right that's what i'm saying like there was nobody there was you're saying there was nobody on the ballot for florida democrats to really get them out i have to agree i i think yeah. the the charlie chris was trying desperately to to rope in Trump to rope in abortion to rope in all like uh, um, January six and none of that was happening because that is not what the governor ran on. Like, he right. ran any of that. Right, right. Democrats spent seventy million dollars in Florida on Val Demings race alone. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay. On Val Demings race alone to lose by sixteen points. That, because yeah, and don't get me wrong. The the thing is is that. If you're in Orlando, if you're in the greater Orlando Disney area, again, they had huge monumental changes there in terms of the electorate. They wiped out the only, the as he calls himself, the first Latino LGBTQ member of the state house in Carlos Smith. Oh, he was defeated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By, I believe, a Hispanic Republican um basically no basically the florida democrats are left with like ana eskamani and that's yeah, it that's it ah, okay. they no longer have any they don't have their the squad they don't have their squad they don't have the cabinet right. anymore. their version Nikki is gone thank god she's gone and it's so funny to see like what does it what does florida feel like now florida feels very republican very free and i think a lot of people are realizing like the policies that this administration in, in florida has done pushed everyone to go in that direction so now the real question is what happens in 2024 in regards yeah. to local races in regards to congressional mm -hmm. and also state house and right. state senate i, I want to throw out something that i actually think ron DeSantis is part of his 20 percent lead and i think it's part of why he's so popular nationally and that is um leadership 
Mm. And what and what, here's what I mean specifically about that because that word gets thrown around. I, I've been in a number of leadership roles, and you know it's hard. It's hard. You know you're 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 having to make decisions that that a lot of times there's no perfect answer. There's simply trade offs, right? What are you going to choose, this or that? And really, when you're in a leadership position. Um, how far out are you going to, are you going to go? How, how far in the future are you going to be thinking and, and bringing your organization, right? Cause you don't want to be too forward. You don't want to be out front too, too early, but you don't want to be behind. You're not, you're not a leader. You know, you got to have some guts. You got to be willing to take risks and for in politics, you don't see a lot of leadership, right? Because politicians are often, they're following polls. They want to ask the questions in, in poll. They want poll tested questions. They want to see that what they're doing isn't going to harm them politically. Right. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, they want to do the right thing, but maybe mm -hmm. that, that, that comes with a big cost. So you, they, mm -hmm. they water it down. They water down the decision so that it's not so bad, right? And everybody can kind of claim a win. Ron DeSantis in the height of COVID was willing to look at data, you know, talk to experts and he say put what's his really career going on. on. Yes, exactly. exactly. He put it on the line and said, what is true about this disease and what are we going to do? How are we going to, how are we going to live? Right. Not only that, he besides made decisions. he made, he, he realized that we had to focus on more than just COVID. Yeah. You can, we, yeah, we, we could not survive COVID right. focusing on just COVID. Yeah. And I think um, it was Trump that said it, but DeSantis certainly lived it out in his leadership, um, uh, in his leadership. And that is the, the cure can't be worse than the disease. Correct, yeah, and correct. it's, and DeSantis was on board with 14 days to stop the, you know, curve or all that. We all were on board He was on board with all that. And then when it kept on and kept on and kept on, and then when it started becoming political, that's when thankfully DeSantis was willing to be a leader mm -hmm. and say, we are not going to go down this road of just locking everything down in no, perpetuity. Right. We're going to let people make decisions for them and their families. And if you want to take precautions, you can take certain precautions and if you don't want to that's up to you and guess what happened we didn't destroy our economy we we had people coming here to literally get out of those in the middle states. of the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic even though people were trying to yeah. say that ron DeSantis was crazy no ron DeSantis was being a leader and other people were wanting to follow yeah. that and so conservatives were leaving these crazy states and moving to florida for that reason and his leadership leadership is what is what brought him 20 point victory look and, and you're absolutely right and honestly um before we get into the next topic um i think again a lot of these wins are going to be around for a while because naturally it's hard to get rid of incumbents um and i think also we're going to see under especially if there's a state senator state uh, house representative they're obviously going to continue to be able to ride DeSantis's coattails um over the next four years or two years at least um and we'll get into that um and and so i don't think that there's going to be a big shift in 24 other than the fact that you'll probably see florida go red again uh regardless of who the candidates are so yeah if 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 24 goes the way I think it's going to go, you're going to see a lot. Again, this is, that won't be a midterm for a lot of people. So they'll still have their offices, uh, especially the county commissioners and city council people that won. It's every four years. So they're going to, they're going to see, they're going to have at least two more years after the 2024 elections. I will just say this, their responsibility now is to govern and govern appropriately. They were elected with a very big mandate. A lot of these individuals, no one knows they voted because they are next to their name. And I say, you live up to that, 
that vote. Yeah. Citizens are definitely watching it, and they will definitely tell you if you're doing wrong. And I and I also <clears> also say this because a, a city council for Tampa is coming up in us uh, in five in what five months in March. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this: this wave might continue if or if we are organized enough. Because and you guys all know this, city council races in, in Hillsborough in city of Tampa are won by what five to fifteen thousand votes. That's yep. nothing. If that's nothing, if, if that, if if we Ugh. can get good candidates, viable candidates Correct. to run for city council, Correct. this will be maybe the best opportunity they will have in a in a generation. In a generation, I will say this: the only way city council goes red is this cycle. This is the only and, time. And this is not just red. Tampa. We obviously are speaking from our local yeah. knowledge and expertise and experience. Orlando, Jacksonville, Miami, oh my God, absolutely. Those can definitely yeah, if go you're red. if you're in a metro area and you're a conservative and you want and you want to yeah you want to get out there and get your feet wet. I mean, pick up a go run for a city council race. You might only have yeah. to get. 2,000 people yeah. to vote for you. I mean, you might be able to knock every single door five times. I mean, how did Gillum not leave a stain on Democrats in Tallahassee? That they still and, vote you know, for that, Democrats. Yeah. I, I don't understand. And I think that's, it's becoming more partisan and more divisive when it comes to the partisan politics. But I will say in Hillsborough County, if we can get our ish together, I think it's definitely possible for us to take the city. Can council. you imagine if now, I will say this, Democrats love their crackhead mayors. Yeah. <laughs> they they wouldn't have that. cared. They wouldn't have cared. I mean, yeah. look at but what can happened. Can you imagine if in, he had have gotten elected in DC oh for God. so long, right? Oh Who was the, the, the crackhead mayor in DC? Uh, you know, uh, um, Brown, was that his last name? Mm. No, I'm the one that finally went to jail because of the yeah. the pound of crack that they caught in yeah, his office. I forget. Yeah, <laughs> but they had this a was, Yeah, this was years ago. I will yeah, say this though. You. I in in our local neck of the woods, when it comes to Tampa, I don't think you go after the mayor. I think you you take out the legs and you take out city council. No, yeah, you it's much easier yeah. to yeah. take out take out city council, and that basically neuters the entire the rest of the administration. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, Marion Barry, thank you. There we go. Yeah. Such a good name, Louis Vieira. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Louis, Louis, Louis Vieira. Louis Vieira is Vieira. not running for he mayor not, until no, twenty. I'm, I'm saying he, he. I'm saying he his his seat. I don't know. Might if, be on that hot seat. If you look at, so I was looking at the the, the map that we Better saw. Be out there taking care of your constituents, <laughs> Joe. The he map does. that you sent us out about the um, the tax AFT. for transportation. Yeah. Did you notice that New Tampa voted for? The, well, we're going to get into that. They oh my did. goodness! Because they think they're going to benefit, and they're not. They're not going to benefit. But the thing is, if they're willing to vote that way, I think Lewis is safer than we think. It's really interesting, though, how how peppered a that lots map of was. Republicans vote for you that know, transportation a thing. Lot of, because, a lot of because Republicans the vote for Lewis because the language of the transportation referendums is always completely dishonest. Yeah, but it didn't have anything to do with New Tampa. It's going it was to all buy South a County. Train. It was it's all going South to County, buy and no one in South County actually bought it. Everyone in Tampa bought it but no one in south county bought it they all well, voted because it. south county's so far away they get it they're like come on guys like nothing's really gonna come no. down here like yeah. they they know that <laughs> it's like the simpsons monorail we, bar <laughs> we barely go to the strawberry festival let's call calm down all right so uh before we get into our next topic again well, thank you everybody for is. watching listening to <laughs> the yard it sign you long enough to get it <laughs> most important relevant podcast in politics uh joe wicker enable dave Gabrera on the show tonight as we are dissecting the 2022 midterm elections Again, we want to remind you that uh, the show is proudly sponsored by Concerned Veterans for America. Concerned Veterans for America advocating for our veterans like Joe Wicker uh, by uh, going out there and making sure that uh, we are fulfilling the promise that this country has made uh, to our veterans in return for the sacrifice.
sacrifice that they made to us. Uh, they are doing incredible work out in the VA. We are seeing slow, but measurable uh, improvements in the VA uh, as much as they may be kicking and dragging their feet. You know, we saw uh, the bill that passed uh, earlier this year in regards to burn pits and that sort of thing. That is one of the big major policy points that CVA uh, was adv advocating for. Obviously, it got muddied, uh, muddled up in, in, in D.C. politics, as these things do, um, but it eventually did pass. Uh, and they continue to work uh, on, uh, you know, both state level, local level and federal level benefits for our veterans uh, who need our help the most. Uh, and Johnny, so, can yes. I, can I spend one second? Well, not one second, 20 seconds telling people about what burn pits really were, because I don't think most people even understand what that legislation is about. Go for it. So in the beginning of the Iraq and Afghanistan war, I don't know what they did in Afghanistan. I can tell you what we did in Iraq. You're in an austere environment. Where do you go to the bathroom, right? So what we did was we took big PVC pipes and we dug them into the ground at like a 45 degree angle. And if you were male, that's where you went number one. And then we built stalls, outhouses. We built outhouses yeah. to go number two. Now, what do you catch it in? You, we took a 55 gallon drum basically, and you mm -hmm. cut it in half. Big oil drums. Yeah, an yeah. oil drum, and you cut it in half, and you set that half down in the bottom of, of your, hmm. of your, of your um, outhouse, right? Yeah. And you poop in there, okay. Then what do you do with that? Because that's unsanitary. So the way we got rid of, of, our, of our feces was every day, um, typically lower enlisted, okay, honestly, your privates would go and grab those um, barrels, pull them out a little bit further away, not far enough, I guess, and you, we pour diesel fuel in it. Sure. And you get a big stick, and you light it, and you stir. Huh. And you just get to stirring. And you stir, wow. you stir it, and you burn it until it basically turns into nothing, and that's how we got rid of our... Well, and it, and it expanded right from and that. It it grew from just um, waste from from solid waste uh, or bodily waste to you know tires. I'm, oh uh, well, to trash. Yeah, that's to, a, yeah. I mean, so the way m a lot of people around the world get rid of their trash is they burn it. Right. Okay. So, but but that's how we got rid of our feces, and and that was happening like right outside where I was sleeping. I mean, that wow. that was happening right outside. I mean, everybody that was deployed early on knows this. We, yeah. we didn't have any facilities. Okay, but then the other piece of that is, I know for me, and this happened in the first deployment, it happened in my second deployment in 2007, when I would go out in the morning and you know we start heading out, like my eyes would just water because of the, because they would burn stuff like you're saying, like yeah. overnight or things like that. You know, in the morning, it's kind of like a little bit of dew, a little bit of, you know. Kind of gets held into yeah, 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 the it gets kind of held. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It kind of hovers there in the early morning until the sun comes out. And uh, my eyes would burn and like, it just, I, and I never knew why, but in reality, I think it's just from all the crap that they just burned over yeah. there. Right. But but we didn't know any better, and we we that's how we got rid of it. But you had to because you can't leave the stuff laying around. Wow. Yeah. Well, and again, especially for those guys who were responsible for taking Burn care of that star. stuff. Burn and start. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the uh, stir it. Well, and what amazes <laughs> me mean, is because I remember again from working with veterans, you know, and their VA issues during my time working in, in the Senate, was that you know for for the previous generations it was 
Agent Orange. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That they used in Vietnam. And, I know a guy and that got impacted Korea by that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and then the audacity of our government knowing that all this is well documented to yeah. be like, yeah. You know, we're not, uh, we're not sure. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we're not sure if that's yeah. what caused all these health problems. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to link things. I remember there was a drill instructor who was like 30 years old. You know, he was a black guy, young, fit guy, and he took off his his round hat and he showed us like how he had like just patches of hair missing. And I remember he, him saying, I'm one of those guys that they say that I got exposed to some kind of agents, but they don't acknowledge that I got exposed to some, some kind of agents. He's right. like, yeah, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. And, and finally they're starting to, you know, come around on that stuff. I mean, here's the last thing we'll say about that. I think it was Abraham Lincoln that talked about the way we treat our veterans. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, I don't know. I, I know the, some people are talking about how the military is going woke and stuff like that. I just wonder at this point, the military is having difficulty recruiting and that's for a whole host of reasons, I'm sure. But, um, I wonder, you know, how many veteran, how many young people out there have mothers and fathers now who did multiple tours, whether it was Iraq, Afghanistan, um, you know, Desert Storm, and and you know, they're telling their kid, they're like, eh, you know, VA is not so right, right? You know, they're starting to think about. Well, you hear about all the horror stories. Yeah, coming out you of the start VA. thinking about, well, what do I want my kid to go through? You know, if they have to serve in a combat zone, do I want them to deal with these issues? And maybe it's just easier not to deal with. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, I think that VA healthcare or the lack of it or whatnot, and the care is good when you can get it, but all the delays and and the bureaucracy is rough. I think that some of that just kind of adds to the whole, it's, like, it's unfortunate because it, you know? if you're relatively healthy, yeah, it, it works just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like socialized medicine because it is in some ways. Right. You know, yeah. when we talk about the, you know, when you talk about NHS in the UK or the Canadian, you know, the healthcare system, if you're relatively healthy, it works for it's you. Great. It's great. Yeah. But when you have serious medical issues, that's where it gets dicey, where you need to see a specialist, where you You're need waiting, to have a surgery. Wait times. Where you now, yeah, wait, oh, time, wait times, scheduling, um, yeah. you know, the lack of, of, of resources. Uh, because again, if you live in Hardy County, which was one of the counties that I had to look after, mm-hmm. if you lived in Hardy County, you had a 90 minute drive to the nearest VA facility. Right. So if, like you said, so if you're older and you're dealing with some issues, how easy is it for them to get care? You yeah. know, anyway, and it's so no. And I appreciate sorry. the insight because it is important for people to understand truly how toxic these burn pits were and how unfortunately Democrats, you know, threw a lot of pork on, on the legislation. Of course they did. Um, and, and then the Republicans still came off looking like you know the jerks in the situation uh even though again they yeah. had they, they couldn't pass a clean bill um but uh at the end of the day you know and again it was one of those bills that concerned veteran veterans for america lobbied for um they had uh, activists all over the country uh getting the word out about uh you know lobbying legislators uh and uh, you know and, and it's one of those things that sometimes you have to take the bad with the good um, yeah, yeah. and so, uh, uh, over the weekend for veterans day, they had a, uh, a workout session, uh, with general Hartzell, um, or I think it was general major general Hartzell and, uh, where is this, um, here in town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, uh, he came and he spoke and, you know, you didn't have to work out, but it was like a whole workout session that they do. And, you know, it's like a camaraderie thing. And so they invite vets to all get together at Jaguar CrossFit, you know, to work out together and that oh, sort of okay. thing. And so for veterans. 
wasn't at zero six hundred in the morning, was it? <laughs> no, oh, okay. I don't Just think so. Um, but uh, but uh, uh, they are doing very cool programs like this. Uh, in addition to the advocacy work they do, uh, they do a lot of cr- uh, programs to bring veterans together in other kinds of settings as well. So uh, check out CV the number four a dot org. That's CV the number four a dot org. You can also reach out to our good friend David Houston, um, who's the grassroots engagement director for Tampa Bay, um, but he can plug you in no matter where you are in the country uh, with the Concerned Veterans for America uh, chapter near you. Uh, you can also follow them on twi- on Facebook, Concerned Veterans for America Florida, uh, or on Twitter at Concerned Vets FL. All right. So again, thanks to Concerned Veterans for America. Proud. Uh, it makes me proud to have them uh, as a sponsor to believe in this program as much as I believe in the work that they're doing. So um, definitely uh, hit those guys up, get in tune with what they're doing, and get involved if you can. Um, let's get into, uh, again, it, it's a spinoff topic from the top topic, but it's the Red Ripple. And, um, and, and so, you know, we were trying to dissect before the show, like, what happened around the rest of the country? Because as soon as Florida pretty much had finished uh, with their results, we start seeing like New Hampshire wasn't quite going as red as Florida was. And as other states started to report the results, we didn't quite see that red wave that everybody thought was coming. Um, you know, and, and, and I'll start by just giving my analysis, which is I think this is the, 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 the uncertainty and unpredictability of this election was also I think a consequence of COVID. Mm. Um, I think when you look at, when you look at what um, COVID did, again, there was a lot of migration within the country, people moving out of States like Pennsylvania uh, or New Yorkers moving into States like Pennsylvania as has been reported. Uh, And you saw this massive shift in voters. We thought, right, that we were going to get a lot of Democrats from New York and we were going to get a lot of people from these blue States coming into Florida and kind of messing things up for us. Ended up being quite the opposite. The governor knew this ahead of time. The governor had, had, had kept a pace of how many Republicans were getting uh, registered to vote. And he told us, look, it's get, it's not what we think of uh, Democrats moving to the states, actually Republicans and independents moving to the state. And that one, and that was how he knew that we were going to get, um, Oh, I think right now we're like 400,000 above the Democrats when it comes to voter registration in, in the state of Florida. And a lot of Republicans are kind of wary when it comes to voter registration, which is I don't understand why we should be doing our civic duty to get everyone registered and to figure out w- what party they want to be a part of. But that was something the governor saw and governor knew that it was going to happen. And so we saw that occur on our side. That's ridiculous, by the way, just before you move, continue. We've the the, fact, the yes. fact that if you're going to do voter registration, go out and do voter registration. Registration. Yeah. Because honestly, if you walk, if somebody walks up to you and say, "Hey, have you registered to vote? Do you want to register to vote?" and you know that you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, are you going to register as a Republican? Are you going to register to Demo- to vote with a Democrat? Probably not, right? Correct. Um, or you, uh, but but I've done tons of voter registration. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that those that knew with certainty the way they were going to register or vote would typically, again, if I was the one doing it, they were going to register Republican or they were going to register independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the ones right. that weren't, aren't going to do it. Yeah. Right. You know, and so again, the numbers are going to work in your favor if you go out there and do the work. Correct. 
people will come out and find you if they if when they, at the festivals at the at the new I, I mean they were going in Hillsborough County they were going to gun shows I don't think that's a wrong thing but you have to do more than that the the goal is to expand the voter base yeah. and the, again the only reason why Hillsborough went red not because of the voter the the amount of Republicans in Hillsborough County. yeah but how many people go to gun shows a very small percentage of the population. more than you would imagine. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure it's hundreds. You ever been to one? I'm sure it's hundreds, yeah, maybe thousands, a maybe. A lot of people go, but I've never been to one. More, well, there were more. Have people, you ever been to one anymore? Yes, women, I have. women I are the been. fastest growing. Group yeah, but do you go on a regular owners. basis? I I think we went two times this past year. Like, I will say this: the women's uh, the. But you went the, to you went to politic. No, we went to go look at a, a few um, pieces. Lauren yeah. wanted a uh, shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was Lauren that wanted the shotgun. I don't believe it. I'm not a violent uh, person. You're not a violent We're not, person. We're not going to this I'm not either. Right That's why I own guns. Anyways, my point is is that the majority of of people in, in out there don't go to gun shows. Uh, is it a thing to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but it's a very niche thing. And, and, and so for the most part, the people that you're going to see in these gun shows are... Um, again, are, are are people that are probably already I, registered I, Republican? I think you'd be surprised. I think you. Well, there's be a lot surprised. of gun owning Democrats too. I, yeah, I get that. I think you'd yes. be surprised. There's a lot of Second Amendment Democrats. There's a lot out of people. There. There's a lot of people. Well, I have a neighbor who he's he's a Democrat or he's an independent, but they're basically Democrats. Mm -hmm. And but guns are his thing. Like, right. I mean, but he's, my point he's, is, he's into it. You know? My point is, is that if it's 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 like a bar. No, okay. I got you. The if propensity. you're the kind of person that goes to the bar, you're going to go to the bar every so often. If you're the person that doesn't go to the bar, you're not you're not just going to randomly show up at a bar, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's it's one of those things that it's it, it's a small barrel, and it's it's you're just getting a retread of the same people over and over. Again. It's 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 lower hanging fruit. I I actually I I have no problems with people going to you know gun shows to register voters. My concern around that is actually if you're a Republican, and you're going to a gun show to register voters. How many people there that aren't already registered that's what i'm it's, saying it's, it's like it's like it's not really you're better off going to a country be, concert you know yeah 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 you're better i was gonna say i was gonna say sporting events um concerts but anyway um yeah i mean uh to, Sorry, to, to your to, to your point to your point and, Ron, no, I just meant and, free to go and what enable was saying was is that basically the fear floridians don't like it when new yorkers move down here and then consistently tell us about like how much better it is in new york you're like well yeah. why are you here but um we don't want them to bring their politics you know destroy their state and then come down here and a lot of them do it they ruin their state they vote yes. for union policies yep. they vote for high taxes and then they get their pension and the first thing they do is leave new york yes. and come to florida right. so they don't have property so they don't have income tax and so they um have lower you know cost of living and so that was i was concerned about that too but in reality what happened was was is um, liberals were entrenched in their masking and they're like, we're doing the right thing. We're saving yeah. lives by staying they were locked down. Yeah, 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 we're locked down and we're saving lives doing it, you know? Okay, they stayed. Right. The conservatives were like, all right, that's it. Last straw, we're out. Yeah. Like people left California, like just screw it, we're done. Like we tried to hang in there, mm -hmm. fight the good fight, but we're done. And they left and came to freedom loving states. And so we got well, more red. So did Texas. And, and and so my point to the bigger picture of what happened in Florida versus the rest of the United States is, is that here, Ron DeSantis continually had something that he could 
promote out there that he could lead on right so first it was covid then it was ian then it was you know and yeah. then and you know and then it was all the educational stuff right parents right to vote uh, the yep. the parental rights bill um and then eventually you know even now you know uh, with uh, the the last hurricane with nicole you know like there was always something that he could continue yes. to capitalize on whereas republicans around the majority of the rest of the country had nothing to go on yeah. and they also they had, had nothing to they they were they were just like sitting on the sidelines just hoping you know for that train crash you know to come from the left they had and weak, they had weak leadership in their states yeah. they had weak leadership governor leadership there so I'm no looking, messaging i'm looking at florida we were able to flip 13 15 7 and 4. That's four congressional districts that we were able to flip or we created and that we were able to hold as Republicans. Even New York had a few districts where they were able to flip. New York Democrats flipped nah, District 19, District 17, District 3, and District 4. Isn't that this, a New York City? Didn't they flip? No, I, no I, well, let me no, zoom in. I mean, it's over. Long Island, but yeah, it's, it's close. So the two districts closest to, yes, Manhattan flipped for, Repu for Republicans. One oh. of them is actually a really good friend of mine. His name is... Um, um, so it was a district. Oh, that good a friend, huh? It was district. Well, I'm, I'm teeing it up now. So it was district. <laughs> it was district three in uh, New York City. And Santos was he actually came to Florida to have a whole uh, conversation about LGBT, Republican LGBT and log cabin. And we were like, we were really like, like lighting candles and everything else because we were wanting to see if that was able to. So now he is the first openly gay Republican congressman um, in, in the U.S. House. Which again, nobody nobody knows that because no one's the media say anything refuses. about that whatsoever. Right. Well, I, but know, we I, did, but again, there are some some states that did really good when it came to making sure they get the vote out. Like Texas did really good with that as well, and so we did a lot of flipping in some parts, but we also lost heavily in other parts of the country. And I'm I'm just I'm so surprised and that it got to and, this point. And that's my that's my point is is that we saw a lot of migration, and some of these districts have been changed forever in terms of the voting population because people moved from maybe they went from a big city to a small town maybe they went you know again maybe they went from a blue state to a red state so i would say new mexico is probably the best example of that though i think jeffrey I think, jeffrey says all the liberty candidates won by a lot he, he basically ties it to the to the liberty type you know, I, I can't say that. i can't say that because what you can say and now because we can see it from the from just how bad things got in uh, some seats is just it's candidate quality ben shapiro is really big on that he's been harping on that one for a little bit now and also just the the sheer fact that some of some of these races should never have been this close and it, it's it's upsetting to see how bad it's gotten in arizona in in georgia in pennsylvania the quality of the candidate was really bad and i would right. also say running on Jan uh, on 2012 election results was not a winning strategy but, but around we, the country but we are the no, only 2020 but oh. we we are the only party that that says things like well we didn't have a quality candidate the democrats don't care who their candidate is yeah they will vote whoever it is they do not care we're the only ones that hold ourselves to that standard we're like well herschel walker you know um you know he's uh, you know how good of a senator he's gonna be guys Everybody understands, you know, his background. Everybody understands that, you know, he, but guess what? Rick Scott is one of the most accomplished people on the planet, okay? Built an entire hospital system. 
and is uh, you know brilliant and 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 he wasn't a good enough candidate for democrats they well, hated is, him because he's a republican well what does it so say it doesn't about matter the quality it does we, matter the well, quality only you, to we, republicans we are forgetting the democrats that, don't we, are, right. we are forgetting they, elected that Biden. they nominated part Biden. of the country it called it independence called independence that get to vote in general elections so if you're if you're candidate is far left or far right coming out of the primary cycle then they're going to get battered in the general people, people and that's what happened this cycle pe- we people, got ha- people have this view of independence that's got not born battered. out independence Di- voted no, it's not for born out. no most I'm sorry, you can see in the numbers most independents hold on most independents <laughs> most independents that are democrat they they already vote democrat most independents that lean Republican, they vote Republican. This idea that there's this massive group of people that, can, that decide elections, it's not true. There is a segment in the middle of independents that will swing one way or the other. That is true. But I'm just saying that Republicans are the ones that care about the quality of the candidate. And the Democrats put up guys like Fetterman. Bless his heart, he had a stroke, but still, he's still a weird dude. You know, guys like Fetterman, Joe, Joe Biden. Pennsylvania is a perfect example. How did, how did they you, nominate Biden over everybody else? Pennsylvania is a perfect example of how yeah. a candidate that should never have been in the race to begin with. Oz is not from Pennsylvania. Okay. He's from New Jersey. And evidently, okay. all, my, all my friends that are from Pennsylvania said that is the worst possible person you could have picked to run in a Pennsylvania Senate seat because they lived in, in New Jersey. You know what they call them? They call them carpetbaggers from people that live so in you're New Jersey that, that move. Pennsylvania. Yes, because that's what you heard it from the people. Oz has a worse uh, approval rating than the president. Well, and he in wasn't Pennsylvania. a great, and he, and he wasn't a great candidate. And you know what? He was handpicked by forty-five. You know who was, else was handpicked for a lot of other people. We we did this during the summer. All the all the primaries y'all, that y'all we talked about. Y'all gonna blame Trump? All, for I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to give him credit for, him, for the wins. But I'm gonna be. You want to be honest? With he us? was at 98. percent If yes, that's the case, the, if that's the standard, then he was at 98 percent going into what? last election. For what? If if the standard is that Trump gets to pick the candidate and that's why they won or lost, then he was at like 98 percent going into election night. I don't think that I don't think that Trump. You know. Uh, endorsing you as a guarantee one way or the other but if we're saying that trump's responsible for the losses i'm not saying that then trump we have is to responsible. say that he's responsible what for I'm, all the victims. what i'm saying is that if you look at the aggregate right now the majority of people that were running in the midterms were either in heavily endorsed by the previous president and now you because that's what pushed them over the 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 primaries that's how they won their primaries and now we're seeing that trump would have had if trump endorsement would have equaled a victory in the general, then Trump would be going towards an automatic win in 2024. This is this is the most this is the worst approving president at the moment, a Biden, with the worst economic policy at the moment, worst foreign policy, and inflation through the roof. And all of those things still made people decide, you know what, I'm still gonna vote for the Democrat. I have another and that's I insane. I, I, I so now another, you look yeah. now we have to think about it. what was it? If so, denying the 2020 election was a winning strategy, then everyone would, we would have seen the so wave. I but we didn't another, see the wave. I have another thought. I have another thought for you. So I, here we before, go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because this is relevant. So right. um, in 2022, 
out of 495 total endorsements, 241 of those were primary. His primary success, is Trump's primary success, amazing. was 93%. Yes. Okay, it's a primary. Off. All right, that, 93%. That, that doesn't surprise me. That's no. that. That's honestly where it should have been. We talked okay. about this, yeah. Now, general election endorsements, 254. His general election success rate was 80%. And honestly, that's pretty darn good, too. That's pretty high. I mean, you know, the truth is, is that, again, there wasn't like a whole lot of room for us to to truly have a quote unquote wave. I mean, we hold 24. uh, I think now it's more than that. But we hold, uh, you know, going into the midterms, we held 24 governorships. Right. You know, I mean, we almost have double the number of governments uh, of governors than the Republic than the uh, Democrats do. You know, and so, so yeah. it's twenty five to twenty four right now. We lost one seat, and the Democrats gained a seat. Uh, we might win in in Arizona. We might, it's only by like thirty thousand votes right now, and Alaska. We're definitely going to win that one. So I think we're going to find that the problem is right now. This is the worst midterm uh, results since like Eisenhower. Like it's that bad of a situation. We we were we were projected to get twenty five to thirty House seats. We were might going to get five. Four, maybe even so, three to get majority, which is going to be the thinnest since like the, the turn of last century. Yeah, look, I and have, I think I it's because a lot of the things that Senator Rubio and Senator Scott are saying about what's happening with the CN- Senate Republican leadership, which is uh, that there's no agenda and there's no messaging. I think there's two. I think there's there's two things here that we're not thinking about. Number one is the census just occurred recently, and redistricting occurred as a result of that. And so the legislatures that are controlled by Democrats are going to are going to tighten up their districts. The legislatures controlled by Republicans are going to tighten up theirs. And both political parties, regardless of what either one of them say, they don't like purple districts. They want sure. red to be red right. and blue to be blue. It's cheaper. They don't yeah. have to fight over it. They want as few purple districts as possible so that way they don't have to spend a bunch of money fighting over them, right? Yeah, because this, so, for example, could have made 14 yep. and 13 uh, purple. Purple, and then you fight over it. And Instead, then, but he put all his he put all his eggs into exactly. 13. Instead, you say, all right, we're going to guarantee this, and Democrats, you've got a guarantee over here. Right. And both parties play that game. So my point is, is that by by doing so, you have less of an opportunity for a quote unquote wave. Now, here's the second thing. Before I got kicked off after about a week or two, I was on the Occupy Democrats Facebook page. Okay. And and here's couldn't, here's couldn't the, bite your tongue. Yeah. And no. here's the thing that's that so I annoying. here's what I learned from it, though, is that these people, and I'm talking about the left, the people that are on the Occupy Democrats page, because they're pretty intense. They actually believe that inflation and everything that we're experiencing is caused by corporate greed is what they would say. They believe, and I mean, I would, I would, they they don't understand economics. They don't understand monetary policy. Hold on, no, no. They don't understand monetary policy. They have no idea that inflation is caused by the devaluing of your currency. By, sure. Okay. But, and, the, but but it is also but, statistically known that many of these corporations that on, provide I, our goods and services are also making I, record but, profits. But here's what you have. Okay. But here's the thing. All right. I, I know we can't go to business school here, but <laughs> I if, know where if, you're going. If, 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 
And I agree <laughs> if, with it. If it costs, if I have to buy a product for a dollar and I sell it for $2, okay, but then I have to buy that product for $2 and sell it for $4, my margin is the same, but it looks like I made twice correct. as many dollars. Correct, correct. Okay, so people can say, oh, you made all this money, double profit. That, that's not profit. Go look at the net profit. And even if the net profit's higher, because there was some stuff went on during COVID, the medical community made tons of money, at least the hospitals did. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, the hospitals <clears throat> did. Okay, without getting all into net and margins and all that, here's the thing though. The Democrats believe as as a standard, at, like they believe it as, as like theology, that increases in prices are caused by corporate greed. And, and I would ask, I'm like, so every company in the entire world has somehow gotten together and colluded, which is illegal to do mm -hmm. so on pricing. You mm -hmm. can't do that Th to raise prices at the same time. Like, so you, you don't think that it could possibly be that, <laughs> that they're having to pay more for stuff that right. they sell you. I mean, these people can't acknowledge that their government policies, that the government that they support, which is spend, 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 don't worry about it. They can't accept Right, that, that there was a negative consequence yeah. to that. They can't bring themselves to admit that all of the money spending has now resulted in inflation. And that's economics 101, but they yeah. did, but they went to public school. They're so they don't know they're economics. Never, they're never gonna, they're never and, gonna. And so, so I say that because what it means is, is they're not upset at their Democrat leadership yeah. because they don't believe that their Democratic policies had anything to do with the yeah. troubles of the sure. economy. They believe that it's a, uh, a boogeyman under the bed who right. owns but a business. Get, well, but to go back to why there wasn't a quote-unquote Republican wave was because, again, they allowed abortion to become the main issue uh, for a long period of time. They allowed January 6th to become an issue, and they continued to beat that drum about us being, you know, about us, Republicans sure. being uh, anti-democracy and how the Republicans taking power were, was going to be the end of democracy. Yeah. Uh, democracy. Which is the more absurd, yeah. well, yes. one of the most absurd, absurd things I've ever heard. But end of Social Security, the but end of your Medicare. But it Work, and right? they, it yeah, works. And they do it every election. Every election, they threaten old people yeah. with Medicare and Social oh, Security. No, it's so the, dumb. That's not the one I'm really talking it's about. When every it comes to work. time, I'm talking about the January 6th and the and the uh, the 2020. Yeah, uh, they were elections. they were saying that there that Republicans were going to fix every election going on uh, going forward if they were elected to office. It's called projection. Oh yeah, you of project course. onto us. They project onto us exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm. You know who's gonna? You know who's gonna take away your Social Security and Medicare? The Democratic policies because well, it, because it they're not gonna be able to pay for it. It's gonna go bankrupt. That's who's yeah. gonna be the cost. But again, we are we are we're yelling into a void already because the people that are probably watching this already agree when it comes to our policies. What needs to happen in the future? And again, this this is gonna fall heavy on the Senate re-election campaigns that spent almost a hundred million dollars to get a def not for us to lose complete control of the Senate. Now, at least we were at 50-50 at one time. Now we're at 49-51, so we, there's no policy there. And so, again, I know that uh, the, the Marco Rubio asked for the Senate, for the vote for leadership to get pushed back at least a week for us to figure out what was really happening in regards into the House. And I guess what's going to happen is that Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott, was very much responsible for the messaging when it came to the Senate 
the Senate campaign for taking back the House, taking back the Senate, and it failed miserably. And that needs to be because he talked about Medicare. But you think because he opened his mouth and talked about Medicare, he's going to be he and the rest of them. The leadership needs to figure out what went wrong and how to fix it. Because at the moment, this is not going to get any better when it comes to 2024. And that's what we need to look at now. Biden is in his strongest position right now for re-election in 2024. Are you really going to blame Rick Scott over Mitch McConnell? I'm going to say that he was responsible for doing out the money. I think they're both equally responsible i mean again you know we, when, when Rick we look Scott at, was the one that came up with a strategy for 2022 that that was his responsibility well and again there was no agenda in dc both on the campaign side and on the legislative side from the senate well it's just like health care right they, the they ran against it. it's just like health care republicans ran against obama for seven years until that election and then when they got control of congress had it, it was nothing. like it was like okay so what's the solution it was like uh you know comprehensive health care reform like you know right. republicans didn't have an answer yeah Right. And and so you can't just run against people and their bad ideas. You yeah. actually have to have solutions, you know, solutions yeah. to put forward to people. All right, uh, we got to wrap it up here. Anibal, do you want to uh, uh, bring us in on the the uh, Bitcoin crashing FTX? Obviously, that guy's in a whole boatload of trouble. He's probably going to end up in prison. The uh, CEO or whoever he was of uh, FTX, but uh, was it fraud or was it? For the last few months, there has been a steady decline. <laughs> has been a steady decline uh cryptocurrencies around the world actually for many of them falling apart because of fraud others uh insolvency and uh furthermore uh the lack of demand and quality when it came to the the coins that were being developed from a high i think think of almost seventy thousand per coin in bitcoin we are now looking at sixteen point five thousand dollars per coin and again at one time you could buy these things for a penny on the dollar um what's occurring now is a complete shakeup of the cryptocurrency system because of what just happened last week. Uh, Mr. Sam Bankman-Fried, and a lot of people call him SBF in in short terms for Twitter world, uh, was caught red-handed and really even worse in situations. Uh, Last week, a balance sheet that was uh, leaked to the public uh, showing a deficit when it came to the funding of the largest, one of the second largest um, crypto trading platforms in the world. That platform is um, uh, FTX. US and it went from being perfectly fine about two weeks ago to being completely in the deficit in bankruptcy and completely insolvent. Uh, they're having so our first Bitcoin Ponzi scheme. It no, basically, it, it's, it's no, everybody pulled everybody well, I mean, pulled the their guy, money out, right? Everybody, no, everybody no, wanted the their guy, money. The guy literally had programmed a back door um into the funds of of the company. So they're and saying so he yeah. was he was funneling money. Uh, out of a secret a back door uh, of, of this company. That could have, maybe almost up to $473 million. Where was it going? Has been, well, that's what, that's what we're going to find uh, out. Has been removed as assets before the uh, official crash and then insolvency of the of the industry. Well, and it's not so, regulated, uh, right? So there's no, no at all. they're so, not breaking uh, at one point, the rules, right? At one point in the last several years, uh, SBF, uh, the co-founder of the cryptocurrency exchange, FTC, was reportedly, reportedly ah, worth 
an estimated $26 billion at the end. But at the end of uh, last week, it was reported that he's dropped $16 billion, and now it's down to almost zero when it comes well, to what he's worth now. And, and the reason is he may not go to jail, but the guy is going to be sued into obscurity because no, he he's had... Going, he's going to jail. So he, he, had, actually, major, he had major um, spokespersons, like Tom Brady was one of his like spokespersons. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. There were tons of like A-list athletes, celebrities yeah. that were all so in the FTX the website, the website's still up. Like I, I love it that it's still up. So right there, Tom Brady, Major League trust Baseball. Trust FTX. And it says trust FTX <laughs> Steph, at the top. Uh, Steph Curry was on here. Like there's some crazy advertise they, they advertise on the super bowl their their name is um on the if arena you're tom brady how are you the, not throwing things at people until you get your face off that website larry davis was a big uh, was a big person when he came to the ads uh, it was phenomenal ad space that they did but again yeah. it's it looks really bad for a lot of a lot of people and a mm. lot of money was dipped into this kind of uh, platform and they're calling it the lee the lehman moment when it came to mm. what's happening now in crypto space and how much did you lose Evil. Oh, this, not a dime, but and this is why we can't have nice <laughs> things, good, people. Bro. It's all good. Well, again, this is the larger us. conversation that people Just need to start having. Friends, like, yeah. I, I knew. So, like that whole quote that we talked about earlier, when it came to, um, oh, the billionaire that doesn't invest uh, in things like this, Buffett. Yeah, Buffett. He's that quote. I remember from sixth grade because I was in an investment class when I was in middle school and we talked about that phrase that he used back then, which is why I, I did my stuff for Disney and Coca-Cola because those are the only things I knew back then. Dude, Disney stock, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm not a financial advisor expert, but I'm I'm scooping up all the Disney Auto stock. I, can. I don't baby. care. Can I, can I, can I don't I care. They took a lot of my money over this weekend. Can so I, can right, I bump some Bitcoin so off? So of right it? now, they're saying that there was... So after the balance sheet debacle that occurred, the Lehman Brothers uh, debacle occurred, then there was also a hack of $473 million in their coin. And yeah. so this is a larger conversation about where does the in, industry go from here? Regulation. Because I just, I, but no, I don't think the U.S. government Are should the be other regulating platforms this. Seeing, are the other platforms seeing people pulling their money? Oh, yeah, everyone, going, people are going to demand. People are going to demand regulation. You cannot regulate a concept that is not of actual you put, worth. You could put you <laughs> could put some leverage. You could put some leverage rules on there and say, listen, for every for every dollar, you can only be leveraged. You know, no, five times who, or ten times. In what industry is that allowed? In what the industry? The banks are levered. The banks leverage themselves. Yeah, but Look, those I'm are not an expert but those are at banks, banking. But and you're putting money into your bank. You are buying. You're, giving, you're buying a cryptocurrency. Are you telling me that I can only buy a certain amount amount of cryptocurrency? No, I'm saying these brokerage houses are going to be forced to keep a certain amount of money on hand to be able to settle. Guys, the SEC be able to doesn't regulate I, any I know, of this because it's what, not real. No, I know, but that's but what Johnny. That's what's coming. That's uh, bro, what's coming. How bro, is this stock is be? a piece it's of paper. Real. Bro, stock is a piece of paper. Yes. That is actually that's actually like backstopped by an actual company selling actual material or selling a product or selling a service. I, I got you. What I does Bitcoin you. do? I'm just saying, what do you? I'm just saying the investor does doesn't Bitcoin get anything. Do? I'm not. I'm not here to argue. If in, you're in, an investor, you get you get I'm a dividend. I'm not here to argue you for get Bitcoin. A dividend. You can actually it. use that as collateral. You cannot. You should not be allowed, and you cannot technically. Yeah, but it's reasons like this. It's why you know our credit unions and banks are insured. It's why you have federal uh, government regulation. Is when things like this happen. When things like this happen, everybody starts yelling that you know government, come please help me, and they're going to figure out some way to regulate. The this. FCC should not get involved. In this Whether they should all. or shouldn't is not at the discussion we're having. All. 
I'm telling you, it's coming, especially uh, with the A-list celebrities involved and I'm sure the, the hedge fund managers, billionaires involved. They're going yeah. to knock yeah. on. Uh, you think they're going yeah. to have? They're going. You to, think a bunch of billionaires are going to let this just happen? Nah. Yes. They're, they're, they're going to hold. They're going to hold yeah. campaign checks over every congressman's head. They're in Congress. They're, they're there now. This guy they're, they're was the, in the single largest Democrat uh, donor this past cycle. Doesn't matter. Complete. He was the largest. Well, I think either That's the probably largest, where the money second largest. So maybe he won't go to jail. So probably. He but probably, well, technically, he's he's in the Bahamas right now. He skipped out of town. Oh, so that's a whole other conversation there you go. that people are having right yeah, now. When you the have a billion that he's dollars, not, you know, that yeah. he's not in the country anymore. And so I'm I'm fascinated to see where this is going. You're still but, on Twitter. Yeah, but at the end, of, well, his his image is on Twitter. Um, the website. Oh no, he still tweeted available. yesterday. What did he say? He said what? <laughs> no, he did. That was his tweet. What? <laughs> All right. Oh my God, I love it. On that note, thank you to Enable David Cabrera, our very own in house veteran, Joe Wicker. Uh, thank you so much to all of our I'm veterans not, out there who have. Uh, I'm just a veteran. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even get my, I didn't even get Applebee's on Veterans Day. Ooh, I, geez, I, man. I, I skipped it. I skipped Applebee's. Wow. You didn't hit up Texas Roadhouse. You, you guys get a free up, meal? Man. No, I ate at home. There's some uh, Apple, there's some dudes that that's all they do on Veterans Day. Applebee's. They just go hopping. They go hopping <laughs> yeah, all the different places for all the not, freebies. Oh definitely God, not funny. me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast. You can get that on every major podcast platform, uh, even on your automated device. If you've got Siri, if you've got Alexa, just say, hey, Alexa, uh, play the Yard Sign podcast, and uh, it's going to do just that. So uh, make sure you check out that cool function. Uh, again, thank you to Concerned Veterans for America. David Houston doing amazing work this midterm election. Get involved with our veterans at Concerned Veterans for America, cv4a.org, cv4a.org. Uh, and, of course, tell them you not only support what they're doing, but you also support the Yard Sign. Uh, we appreciate you for doing so. Until next time. We'll see you next Monday. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bah, bah, bah.